Please listen carefully. Welcome to Unofficial Voho Radio, a podcast by women's hockey fans for women's hockey fans. I'm Lauren, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Tay and Alice. Hi. Hey. Before we get started, we want to say a super big um, shout out to Abby, Al, and Shane for supporting us on our Patreon. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for supporting us. If anyone else wants to, you know, support us, you can do that at patreon.com slash unofficial Waho radio. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So big, huge changes since last time um, we did an episode. On March 31st, the Women's Hockey World was absolutely rocked by the news that the CWHL will be ceasing operations May 1st. So the league is essentially folding. Time to close up shop. No more CWHL. So how about we go around and talk about where we were when we heard that news? Because that was a bombshell. I feel like Tay was the first one of us to find out. Because the way I I found out, I was lying in my bed. I had just woken up and I opened my phone and I see this message from Tay and it's just like, please tell me you're online. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She had just put in like the group chat, the link to like the tweet where they tweeted out the press release. And at first, I am not really good at waking up. I thought so I thought it was going to be some kind of like the league is expanding or like the COHL and the NWHL are going to like their championship teams are going to play each other. This is right after Clarkson Cup, right? So I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be something good. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> oh. mm. Yeah, my brother texted me. He does not follow any hockey, but he said he he texted me and it was like have you heard the news about the CWHL? And I was like, oh, whatever. And then I went back to sleep. And then I woke up and I was like, what? Open Twitter. It's not an April Fool's joke because it was the day before April Fool's. A very bad joke. That was not a joke. It was horrifyingly real. I was just that meme that's like, please say psych. How did you find out, Tay? Were you just casually scrolling through Twitter? I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was like a Sunday, and I'd woken up early for God knows why, and I was just on Twitter scrolling through, and I refreshed my feed and saw that, and since that, like, they just posted that on Twitter, no one else was, like, really reacting yet, so Mm -hmm. I, like, I couldn't tell if it was serious or not, like, I, even though it was from their official Twitter, like, I thought it was a joke. Right? Like, it's also really weird. Like, normally when they have big news, they'll, they'll be like, keep an eye out Monday morning, whatever. We are we have an announcement or something. Like, they kind of advertise yeah. that, like, there's something coming. But this was just, like, so out of nowhere. Right. Right. I don't know. I, I sent that to the group chat because I was like, I need y'all to know as soon as possible. Because I don't, I didn't want y'all to, like, get on twitter and be completely like blindsided by everything oh yeah because like the more that came out about that like finding out that all the players had no idea until 30 minutes before they made the official announcement and the gms literally had a meeting about the future of the c2hl like the week before and like no mention of this at all 
and only the higher ups knew. Yes, there had been so much growth this season too. They had such a successful like All Star game and championship game. Like it seemed like the CWHL was really growing, and suddenly I don't. They just decided to stop. Yeah, when, when we say they, we mean like just the board of directors because like again no one else knew i'm like genuinely wondering like who was deciding what you know they said it was like economic economically unsustainable and to explain that because like it makes it sound like oh women's hockey isn't sustainable which is of course what everyone jumped on it's they're a uh I don't remember the actual term, but they're a nonprofit. Profit. They're a not-for-profit sports association, which really limits what they can do. And so people were thinking, and I'll link a, a few articles about this that explains it more than I'm going to do now. But um, because they're nonprofit, it does cause problems when they have to, you know, for example, pay people because mm-hmm. if like there's there's limits on like what you can do under that like legally, and you can't. Um, change your status you have to like dissolve and like reform so people were speculating like when this happened you know maybe they did that because they want to reform into a for-profit but like if they were going to do that why didn't they just say that right like you wouldn't need to change things you just need to do paperwork i'm obviously Mm -hmm. simplifying that but like you wouldn't announce it the way they did which is we're shutting down so like a lot of conspiracy theories and stuff happened but we'll never know that's the frustrating thing we will never know for sure what those people were thinking when they made those decisions yeah about the the thing about like them being not for profit on a podcast called two man advantage i think it's by like some writers at the athletic um jana hefford uh, was on and she was saying that like they're a not for profit and they're also using some kind of amateur athlete kind of title to like I guess have fewer taxes is my understanding. Um, yeah, we the, can, the like, donors and uh, the if you donate, you get more tax. You get like a tax return. Yeah, and they could only and if they paid their players more than just a stipend, which would like never be a living wage, then they couldn't maintain that status. The whole not-for-profit model really just did not work for them at all in the long run. I guess to to tie into the CWHL stuff, because again, I don't think there's any point in rehashing what's already been said, because everyone said everything for the past like week and a bit before World started. Mm -hmm. Really inconvenient timing right after the Clarkson Cup. And then while people right before World, players were literally on planes, were at camps, you know, doing all this stuff. And they found out that the league they had played in like the week before was gone y'all like the inferno didn't even celebrate their cup win for a full week before this happened i feel so bad for them like i feel bad for everyone but like they can't even enjoy it now also i feel like announcing this right before worlds was such a bad move like imagine how much of a distraction that is yeah. Yeah. Especially to like, again, like all the Canadian players, because a lot of them, I'd imagine most of them play in the CWHL. Obviously, there are players from other countries, too. But like for the Canadian team in particular, learning the Canadian league is gone. has got to be a blow. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they probably wanted to give a month's notice. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be so much worse if they announced it a week before and then it was gone. Yeah. I, I mean, th- there really was no good way for this to happen. Mm-hmm. There's no good way to announce that. I don't want to say they did the best they could because they did not. I think on- the best they could would have been notifying players a lot sooner, maybe discussing it with the GMs at the GMs meeting that happened the week before. And not announcing it while there are, while they know that there are national team players on planes to Finland who are like, you know, when the plane lands and they're, and the like airplane whoever is like, oh, you can turn the like cellular signal back on in your phone. And they're all going to like do that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we don't have a league anymore. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of grimly on brand for the CWHL to go out on that foot not talking to their players a very vague press release and then not talking to the press at all afterwards (laughs) yeah that's that's our league rest in pieces uh speaking of those pieces i think it's very impressive that the players and gms like stepped up almost immediately like especially the ones who are like in Finland still managed to uh, coordinate and get out a solid message. Like they all tweeted out the same thing with the same hashtag, which was a uh, no league and a message like talking about how they, they're going to get a league. They're going to try their best. And especially the, uh, the GMs talking about how they're going to try and keep women's hockey, professional women's hockey in those cities, no matter what happens. And I think that was very yeah. impressive, especially considering like, their worlds were like crumbling around them and they still managed to like coordinate that. Um, I know there's, there's like a task force in place that I think is, is made up of members of the CHLPA and um, GMs and um, Sammy Jo Small with the same day this happened. Um, she's guaranteed that there will be a Toronto Furies organization next season and that there will like probably be, a league but she has zero idea of what it will look like yeah i remember this happened when the old nwhl folded and the cwhl came about um literally the exact same situation except like it was like the owners backing out and saying oh we like we're gonna take a year off and then the players were like well like we don't want to do that so yeah so they made their own league, and that's how the CWHL was created. And for all we know, a new CWHL could pop up, same as the old, just with different management. You know what absolutely broke my heart? What? Well, two things. First one, in an article with, I think, Sportsnet, um, uh, Sammy Joe Small is like about an hour after the news broke. Um, Natalie Spooner texted her and was like, can you make sure that we still rent the ice next year? Cause we still want to play mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's like all they want is to play hockey. And then the other thing was, I'm not going to re- like read it all, but um, Carly Campbell's Instagram post about the league folding or she's like, dear little girl, we will be back for you. Like, Oh, oh. man. It's That's- just really, really awful on so many levels. I guess like the other, important thing to talk about because everyone made it a thing and kind of mildly annoyed at the whole situation the nwhl did many things Mm. some might say they were bad things i i'm that some they really uh saw an opportunity and swooped in 
quickly. <laughs> yeah, they, they sure did. They sure did. I'm not like mad at, like, I'm not mad at like the players and stuff, but it's kind of the same thing with the CWHL. And it's just like, they have the same problems where it's their PR is just so bad, like painful. Like as a fan, like watching it, I'm like, what are you doing? And the answer, if people haven't heard, and just to refresh your memory, because so many things have happened, um, they immediately announced that they were looking to expand into Canada after the Canadian Women's Hockey League fell. Uh, specifically, uh, Toronto and Montreal later, they announced they were going to put teams there. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they said they would. They said that they have permission from their board to look into expanding. Um, I think... At this point, they they don't have anything official yet, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. The way everyone picked up on it was, oh, there'll be teams there. And then the way they were kind of pushing it was like, we're going to put teams there, even though that's not what happened. But it's kind of what everyone picked up on, and that's what everyone says. And it's like, why? Why would you do this? This is the worst moment. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, I think this kind of leads into... um. Alexa's question. Ah, yes. Go ahead and Good point. Yeah. So, um, Lexa, um, at A L C X A S on Twitter, uh, asked us a question and it was, uh, thoughts on the Montreal, Toronto, NWHL teams. Do you think they'll try to get rights for the Fabs and Furies? How do y'all feel about the Sun Canadian expansion? I, I think I answered the last part of that, but, uh, <laughs> bad like it's it's just being handled badly i don't like it i don't yeah. like i'm obviously a fan of the end of the nwhl i literally have a jersey i've been a fan since they came into existence but it's just it feels like it's being botched like they could have done something and instead they're like don't worry we'll save women's hockey in just a a, a bad way mm. very very specific to like the NWHL account though, like all of like the players and like, you know, everyone else, it's like, they're kind of going with the flow, but I like, I want, I want to feel good about them expanding, but I just don't, especially considering it's only two teams. A lot of people, a lot of the players in the CWHL chose to be in the CWHL as opposed to being in the NWHL. Yeah, Hillary Knight literally left the NWHL after going there to go back to the C for, like, whatever reason. But, like, she clearly wanted to be in Montreal. Yeah, right. and her comment about, like, like she kind of said, like, if I'm playing in this league, I'm endorsing it, and I don't want to do that. That's not exactly what she said, but that's kind of the idea. So, like, I don't know what her beef is with the NWHL, but I don't know. And I feel like other players might have a similar issue with it which is maybe mm-hmm. why we saw some prominent American players come play in Canada this past season. Yeah. And like, we don't like, we don't know what their deal is. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know why they chose to do what they did, but they had options and now they don't. And even if they do have those two theoretical, like totally up in the air options, it's for a league they weren't in before. And it's only two teams as opposed to like the six or whatever lost count that they had before so it just it just feels so like opportunistic in a way that doesn't feel like 
it feels like they're trying to take advantage, but also they think they're doing the right thing. And that's kind of frustrating because I think these people genuinely believe like, oh, like we're doing okay. We can help do this thing for women's hockey in Canada because they're having a tough time, but like not actually talking to anyone. Cause like from, from mm. what I saw of what like the GMs of, you know, the Toronto, Brampton and um, Montreal teams, I mean, I didn't see like all of, all of them, but like no, no one from the CWHL was really talked to about this decision. So I don't even know if they'll be able, like Lex's question, like, will they be able to get rights to the Fabs and the Furies? I don't even know if they'll, like, if the CWHL people want to even talk to them. Yeah, you know? well, considering that, that, like, people at the CWHL, like, certain people involved with the CWHL are, like, literally wishing for the NWHL to fold, I don't think they're super interested in working together. That being said, I haven't seen many people involved in that task force making comments about how the NWHL should fold so they may be more interested in working with them I I don't know um but in in like an article with the athletic um Liz Knox um who's head of the COHLPA um she said that like she's aware that the NWHL is looking into this but she also said that joining with the NWHL isn't the preferred option and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the NWHL is only looking at putting in two teams in Canada, and that would be like Toronto and Montreal. So you would lose Markham and Calgary, and of course the like the Blades and and uh, the China team. The the two teams thing that's that seems to be the number one reason that people are pointing to as to why they they're not too interested in the NWHL because there's 150 people without. A, a place to play and you can only have what 25 players on a team so that that's still going to be a hundred women without mm-hmm. a team next season i do also want to say like again like the, the nwhl only got permission from the board to look into expanding um t- in, in those two cities i think that's probably the reason why those gms haven't gotten a call yet if they were to get one at all, because if you're going to get permission to look into doing that, like you need to get fundings and everything first. Yeah. It, would, it wouldn't make sense to immediately jump into like trying to get rights for those franchises, you know? Yeah. I, I guess my question then would be like, why did they announce it in that case? Like it just, it just, feel, <laughs> yeah, it just feels, it just feels so weird. It's like, yeah, our board gave us permission to put together a task force. We'll be back. We'll like, we'll get back to you in a month about what's going to happen. Like, you know, cause I, be- yeah. I bet they won't. Okay. I'm jinxing this. Cause I bet you tomorrow they'll announce something at this rate, but <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know, but um, like they might not even say anything for like another week or, or a month or wh- who knows how long about all of this, but they had their like little spotlight of people talking about them before worlds happened. And it's, it just feels, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say, like, on April 3rd, which I think is a day or two after the NWHL announced they were looking into expanding to Canada, they did release a statement, which I maybe that was due to them getting backlash over, like, the suddenness and handling it poorly, or maybe they, I don't know, already planned to do this. But, on yeah, on April 3rd, they did release a statement where they said that after world championships were over, that they would initiate conversations with players and former CWHL team executives. So 
Yeah, you, I you guess know what? they want to talk to them. I don't know how well those conversations will go or how productive they'll be. I feel like this is a case of, and I, I see this a lot, of something happens and then everyone needs to respond immediately. Like you have to say something. And then often what like people or like groups and organizations will say is something very like rushed and poorly worded or bad because they didn't give themselves time. And like, you know, the world in general, because it's so fast, just doesn't give enough time to like sit down and be like, all right, how should we respond to this? Because the news cycle moves so fast. But like, I felt if they had just taken like, instead of releasing that statement and then two days later or however, like releasing another statement, clarifying, they should have just waited and then made that statement like a day or two afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt like, there was pressure to say something because everyone was being like, now there is one Lee, like all those, all those comments, which was just like, stop, please. Oh my God. But I felt like they, fe they felt they had to say something or do something. And then they did it. And then like two days later, we're like, wait, we don't exactly mean that. And then had to backtrack versus like, I think what they should have done and what like a lot of people in general should do, even though I know it's hard is like taking some time to think about like what is actually helpful in the situation. What would actually be something we could really do instead of just saying something and then having to follow through with it. Abby also asked with everything that's happened lately, what do you think might come next for women's hockey? Which I think we're kind of answering except for that. We really have no idea what's coming next. So it's not that much of an answer. Is it what? time to bring the NHL into the conversation? Ugh. Um, no. <laughs> the, the NHL never needs no, to be in the conversation. I, okay. Um, I think we, we should kind of talk about it a little bit because they have been somewhat involved yeah. in the news cycle. Um, basically they went from paying, the NHL used to pay 50k to the NHL and 50k to the C. And now they've gone to just paying 100k to the NWHL, which I think at first a lot of people were like, whoa, this is great. They're giving 100k to the NWHL. And then you realize that, oh, they're actually not giving any more to women's hockey than they already were. It's just all going to one place now. Mm -hmm. um, important to note, well, actually, I don't know how important it is, but... Out of that, like that 100K is just from the NHL as a whole. Uh, that doesn't include like what the individual teams are doing. Like, I don't know what yeah. they're doing. And like specifically each individual one is different. But from the actual like body of the league, like it's 100K that was split yeah. and is now condensed to one league. Yeah. Um, Joe Pack had a great tweet about it. And it's like my favorite take on it is that 100k is like 10 fines for homophobic slurs yep. like it's really not that much the nhl and someone else did a thread of like things the nhl gave more money to than women's hockey oh yeah my which... favorite one one about that was like as they were announcing they were like giving 100k to the nwhl they were also running ads for their like bracket prize winning thing, which was also a prize of a hundred thousand dollars. So for like luck of the draw, you too can get as much money as the NHL is investing in women's hockey. 
Yeah. Also, I just, I don't understand why people think the NHL is some savior of women's hockey. Like, when have wealthy white men ever been the savior of anything? (laughs) Too true. Show me one time. I will say, like, a huge, like, red flag, aside from, like, the rest of the red flags that they tend to put out. Um, A huge red flag from the NHL for me is that they keep changing their stance on when they're going to get involved in women's hockey. Because remember, at first they were saying that they would, they wouldn't help until there was one league. Yeah. They didn't want to play favorites or anything like that. But now they're saying that they won't get involved. I think they won't pressure anyone to fold, but they're not going to do anything until they can create their own league. Also, like I will, I will also say that saying we won't get involved until there's one league or we won't get involved until there's no league isn't the same as saying we will get involved once there's one league or no league. Like, that's not the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was one league before the NWHL came along for years. There was one league and they didn't do anything. And there's mm-hmm. one league now and they're not doing anything. <laughs> I will say, though, um, I think in the in this coming off season, we're going to see a lot more talk about the NHL. I think a lot of it is probably going to come from players. And I'll just say that none of us play professional women's hockey. None of us have been, you know, in direct contact with the NHL. So if the players have an opinion on that, I'm, I'm going to support their opinion. Uh, they know more than me. <laughs> it's probably not going to be something I'm happy with. I'd love to see women's hockey survive without having to turn to the NHL for help. But yeah. uh, if, if this is what the players are thinking might be the best solution, well, they're the ones who have to play in it, you know? At the end of the at the end of the day, like I think we all just want a place for all these women to play and to play at the highest level. And these women want to play for a, a league that they're proud to play in. Mm-hmm. And it seems that for a little bit the CWHL kind of drifted away from that, at least in their leadership and the board of directors kind of drifted away from that. And it seems that a number of players are not proud to play for the NWHL and they showed that by choosing to not play for that anymore so i i hope that there can be a solution at the end of this that everyone's going to be happy with and mm-hmm. even if i personally am not happy with it if the players like it that's that's really what matters because that's their future that's their livelihood yeah i'm just i'm just so worried you know like the thought of the nhl and all it's like Literally, you can go and there's another scandal every other week, every other day, practically about what's going on. I just worry that they like these players who like, you know, I get I get wanting that. I really do. But I worry that they'll get that and then realize like or find out or something will happen and it will be like not good. And it'll be too late because the NHL will have a monopoly and it's not like they can go back to another league. That's my that's my worst nightmare about the future of women's hockey. <laughs> what was the yeah, other half of that question? Sorry. From the one from Abby? Yeah. Um the other half was um in an ideal world what would women's hockey look like to you? But can we actually save that for after we talk about the Finland game? Mm-hmm. Yes, actually yes. Okay. Can we mo- are we moving on to talking about Finland? 
I almost wanted to make a comparison to how um, the WNBA treats its players because the NBA isn't letting, I guess the NBA is like not letting them like pay them enough or whatever. But like, you know how um, Brianna Stewart is injured because she doesn't get an off season because nowhere pays women's basketball players enough to have an off season. Uh huh. That's something that I am worried about if the NHL does get involved in women's hockey. Like, would they relegate it to the summer so as not to interfere with NHL times? And if that's I true, mean, would they, like, go somewhere, like, form another league and just not have a, an mean, off season? I Gary, mean, Gary Bettman, maybe not Gary Bettman specifically, but the NHL, I'm not joking, asked I mean, the IOC if, ice hockey could be moved to the winter Olympics so that it wouldn't interfere with the NHL schedule. Yeah. So at this point, nothing would shock me. Right. Yep. They want it all and they're going to get it one way or another. Yeah. That was really dark. And that's something that like, (laughs) yeah. And that is like a huge part of what scares me about the NHL getting involved. And again, like I know a lot of players want this. I get that. I'm like, I'm not criticizing anyone for wanting that. I'm just expressing that, like, I'm scared Mm -hmm. of what it's going to look like because it's not going to look like an NHL season. And And NHL seasons already aren't good. Right. Like 80 plus games are not good. I know we all want more hockey, but this is not the way to do it. That's a whole nother conversation, though. I think we should, if anyone else has anything else to say, go for it. But I think we should move on. Okay. Super huge congratulations to uh, Team Finland at the Women's World Championship for taking uh, the gold medal game to overtime and then scoring an overtime goal. And then everyone went home and that's all that happened. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Absolutely. Finland. Congratulations. They did a great job. They played some amazing hockey. Nuratu went out on high. That's all that matters. All that happened. <laughs> okay. <gasps> but for real, though, what happened? I mean, does anyone really know the answer to that question? I don't think the refs who were there know the answer to that question, based on what the IIHF released in a statement. For those who don't know, so Canada tragically lost to Finland, which was good for Finland. I was kind of bummed, but at the same time, like, very happy for Finland. Um, So they got to play against, uh, Finland got to play against uh, the U.S. for the gold medal game, and Canada destroyed Russia for bronze, which I think everyone saw coming. But for the gold medal game, they played some incredible hockey. It was really, really entertaining to watch. And then it went to overtime. And then Finland scored a goal, Um, except there was some confusion. I'll link to a video of it because it's kind of something that you have to see to like get why it was so hard to tell what was going on. And then for like not even I'm not kidding, like 10 whole minutes, probably more. Uh, they had to review the goal. And then eventually the goal was waved off. But then it was Rigsby, the goalie, who got a penalty, the U.S. goalie that, you know, for the goal that was scored. And then like, it just, it was weird. Like no one understood. People were pouring over the rule book trying to figure out what, what happened. Finland filed a complaint afterwards because like the U.S. scored in a shootout, which is the worst way to win and lose. And, you know, it's, recording this like the next day and we still don't know what happened um the only explanation i've seen that kind of makes sense is that like 
the penalty was called on Rigsby and then the goal was scored and you can review a goal, but you can't review a penalty. So even though it was goaltender interference, like Rigsby still got that penalty because you can't call that back. But uh, like the, it still doesn't make sense to me how it can be goalie interference if it was Rigsby that like caused the interference. She interfered with herself. Like, like how happened? can it be both? Like that literally um, in the group chat, somebody thought that that Rigsby was the Finnish player uh-huh. and like got mixed up. And then they were like, wait, Rigsby is the goalie. Why is she getting mm-hmm, a penalty? Mm-hmm. Like it was just very confusing. Like, yeah. I don't understand the decision making there. No, I I was reading so many people were talking about this because and it's really unfortunate because the game was so incredible. Like it was so much fun to watch. They played incredible, like incredibly. I'm so happy. Like I am genuinely so happy that Finland got this. I'm not even bitter that that they beat Canada like at all. I'm so happy for them. But it's just very strange. And I was I was reading like some another explanation because there's a million of them. And the um, video review judge is different from the ref. So the only like other explanation I've seen is that they disagreed and the video judge gets the final call and mm. they made a decision that the refs didn't personally agree with. And then like, it's, it's also strange because like, if you look at the rules, even some of the rules don't make sense, which is weird because they should, they're rules. <laughs> Not to mention the men's doesn't have um, shootouts anymore. They have, I think it's three on three. And so I don't think shootouts should be a thing in this level of hockey. Because it's just no fun for anyone. No, like in in a preliminary round, I get it. But in like the final game, no. I loved Julie Chu tweeted, what is going on? If it's not a goal, then Finland should have a penalty for goalie interference. If it's a goal, then it means USA trip Finland and the Finnish goal is good. If it's no goal, then how does USA have a penalty? Someone help me, honest question. And then somebody else, I wish I could remember who it was, was like, not even Julie Chu can figure out what's going on or or like it's so bad, not even Julie Chu can understand it or something like that. You know, it's bad when a former Olympian doesn't even know what's going on. And <laughs> um, then like, I know uh, Haley Wickenheiser has had some very cold takes lately, um, but she tweeted about it. She was like, that was a goal. So like, even Wickenheiser is right. Like, how is, like, I don't get, I just don't understand that call at all. And no matter how much I've heard to rationalize it, I can't. I hope they take a look at the rules after this. Cause that was just weird. It was, it was weird and unfortunate because it sucked for Finland. Cause they lost when like, I think everyone thinks they should have won. Probably even, and it like soured the U.S.'s victory because now everyone's like, oh, Finland should have won, which like, you know, you can have both, you can feel bad for the U.S. and also feel bad for Finland because now everyone's going to be like yelling at the U.S. players about this when it's not their fault. Oh, I know. Their Instagram comments are a disaster. (sighs) Like, what do you expect them to do? Be like, oh, we think it's a good goal. We're just going to stop playing. If you look at the U.S.A. athletes, social media posts, they're so subdued too like they just won five worlds in a row Mm -hmm. and i'm hardly seeing anything and what i am seeing like it's not huge and exuberant like they obviously feel weird about this 
I'm not going to like put words in their mouth or anything or try to say what they're feeling exactly. But like, it's clear that this is not like a, a, a normal victory to them. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't think they should feel bad at all. That's, that's ridiculous. It's not like, again, it's not their fault, but like, it's like, it's, it's just weird, you know? It's, mm-hmm. That's that's the theme, I think, of this episode and this past few weeks has been it's weird. But I mean, like on the bright side, Finland like, got to the final like they yeah. did that, you know, like. Yeah. And they held the USA like the reigning Olympic champs all the way to a shootout. Mm-hmm. Like they were there step for step. Mm-hmm. And also like either way, it's history making for them. Like that's the first time at a world championship that it hasn't been USA Canada and I think only the second time we're all in an international tournament like the Olympics in 2006 it was Sweden and Canada for the gold medal but other than that I think like all gold medal games have been Canada USA mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I might be wrong I haven't done research on that but like that sounds accurate it feels really okay it's it feels really silly to say that oh there's a change coming but Canada getting knocked out and honestly not doing that great like I watched them and I was like what are you doing even though like I thought like I didn't think they were like being intentionally bad I was just like what happened with Hockey Canada like you need to pull yourselves together yeah help your players they can be good let them be good honestly I don't think Team Canada has been on top for a long time like even in 2014 they won the Olympic gold medal and I honestly don't think they would have if USA hadn't gotten those two penalties and been like at a two player disadvantage in overtime. And I think that's like the, really the only reason that Canada won is because of those two penalties, because I don't, I do not think they were the best team in 2014 and they definitely haven't been the best team since. And I think hockey Canada has some waking up to do and realizing, Oh, we need to like maybe make some changes in our program because we're not on top anymore. And people Maybe they're caught up to us or they've surpassed us. Yeah. Like it's, it's like now they finally realize like people like I, I, I was seeing like obviously not in 2014 because I was 14 years old and didn't know what Twitter was, but, um, <laughs> lucky me. Um, but like I've been seeing people for the past few years, like every single international competition being like Canada is obviously falling behind and like everyone else knows it. And it's like hockey Canada was just doing the same thing under the assumption of like, yeah, Canada is the hockey capital. So obviously we're going to keep doing well no matter what. And I think now they have to like either stick their heads in the sand, like keep doing that or finally realize, hey, we need to choose. We need to do something on the bright side for Finland and um and all that. I think it's it's really good to see that happen. Like there's so many people out there complaining that women's hockey isn't interesting because there's no parody. You're going to say something, Tay? Um, I'm saying this as an American, I kind of also think Hockey Canada needs to realize that Marie-Philippe Poulain can't play forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's weird how they... Am I the only one who's super confused by that? And also why she was playing at yeah, that like, point? Why, like, didn't she play didn't... a game and get injured? I think if she, if she wasn't a game, and I cannot remember, it was for a very short amount of time and she went down and then like immediately left and was in the stands for the rest of the tournament. I swear that's what happened because I like checked Twitter during a break at work and I saw people talking about how she was down in a game. Oh, okay. I also didn't get to watch Worlds that much, so like I'm probably not a good person to like comment on that. But like <laughs> I'm 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 so confused why she was even on the roster. Like 
why why are you taking her just let her rehab her injury and take an effective player she's like the team mascot but she shouldn't be because she's a player not a mascot and if she can't play she shouldn't like she shouldn't be there no offense to her but like you can you can put any like you can put other people you have other hockey players they need to realize that i don't know can't play forever i don't I'm very confused about how they handled this entire thing. And also, I'm very confused as to why she tried to play. That seems like such an irresponsible thing for someone who just had to sit out for so long, including sit out during that tournament. And by sit out, I mean stand at the bench dressed to play because apparently everyone's lost their minds. I really hope they, like, straighten up and figure themselves out after this, because it's going to be so annoying if they keep doing the same thing and everyone's just screaming at them to fix it. Like, are the IHF and Hockey Canada sharing the same brain? Because neither of their decisions make any sense. (laughs) They have one brain cell that they have to share. Oh, I just, I don't understand. It could, like, I feel like it'd be beneficial to have Poulin, like, in a, a coaching role if she can't play. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I have no well, idea that, if that that's like allowed to. If you're allowed to like change your coaching staff like that that close to international tournament, I have no idea how any of that works. Yeah, but, like, but you could still have her like a, like she could come and like be with the players, just like you know in the stands or whatever, even if they couldn't get her on the bench. But like, right. what's the point of having her on the roster? Like, what exactly what you said? Like, what's the point of having her on the roster? What's the point of having her? on the bench if she's not going to do anything like if she's just like a symbol of like Canada's greatness but she's not doing anything no offense to her she's injured they can't just have one player carry the team when the player literally can't play right like is it because she's their captain and they didn't want to name another captain they name another captain though they did it was Johnston I thought it was Jenner (laughs) oh okay yeah I was thinking I don't know why I thought Johnston the inf- okay. uh, Johnson is the Inferno captain. Oh, and she- yeah. Okay. And, and Jenner used to be. Okay, that's um, it. But yeah, so they did. They did name another captain. It makes no sense. None of this makes sense. None of it. <laughs> None of it. None. Not I even. Think Canada anything. needs to get it together before they force Poulin into an early retirement because she keeps showing up when she needs to sit down yeah also um canada's coach had some like questionable decisions as well like the players that were like scoring the goals he wasn't giving them really any ice time like like i don't have the stats on the ice time but like i saw like um reporters for like the victory press and um other hockey news outlet saying that like um the like the thunder players were playing like better than anyone else on team canada but they were getting like no ice time compared to other players on the team so but also i saw them saying that their current coach this his contract ends this year so he's hope- not coming back yeah, for sure I not i think someone like carolyn willette will be after that job i hope so like i would much rather her like, she was an assistant coach, but, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing her in, like, a full-time head coach position. Okay, last question from... Wait. Wait. Um, we have to acknowledge how completely dominant Hillary Knight was throughout this entire tournament. She was scoring so many goals, and I think that she set a record of, like, games played 
for the U.S. Yeah. women's team. Yeah. Was it like I think- 50 or like 51 or 52? Whoa. That's a lot of games. Yeah. But also, Team USA plays a lot more games than any other team because they never get eliminated early. True. But, yeah. Hillary Knight's exciting. great. <laughs> She's uh, really hitting her stride. It's only up from here. <laughs> Abby's question. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, I guess we should say, like, I know we're all, like, kind of bitter about like the way that Finland lost, but like really congrats to Team USA. They all worked. They worked hard. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch a lot of the US games, and, but like they, they played they, really well. Yeah, they were definitely the best team of the tournament in terms of like skill and all those things that are important in hockey. <laughs> okay. Um, last question from Abby. In an ideal world, what would women's hockey look like to you? I know what my answer is. Um, mm. So my vision for like what women's hockey looks like in an ideal world, um, of course, like this is based on me being a North American fan, is I would like to see more women's hockey in the West and in like Central Canada and the US, not just like so clustered in the East with like maybe one or two teams out west um i would like to see women getting paid enough that they can live on and they're not like living paycheck to paycheck and on gift cards from dunkin donuts as as helpful as dunkin donuts has been to women's hockey one cannot subsist on donuts alone yes and also in an ideal world goal reviews make sense that that's my big three. Um, <laughs> for me, and I think this is just the uh, idealist in me, but I would like to see something where I don't like. I don't think the NHL's model is one that people should, you know, look up to. Sorry, one moment, Charlie. What are you eating? <laughs> Sorry about that, but yeah. So like, I don't think the NHL's model is like one that you should look up to. In terms of both sustainability, which like I could go into, and also just ethically. Um, so I would like to see like something where the players are paid a living wage. I would say like above minimum wage, so you know, like a living wage. And also like I don't want them to be paid millions. I don't want anyone to be paid millions to play sports. I want them to be paid a fair amount that isn't absurd. And I would like to see teams that are sustainable. And I would really like to see expansion, but at the same time, like, expansion isn't necessarily, like, what success looks like. Just because you keep putting teams in new places doesn't mean you're, like, doing well. It just means you're putting teams in new places. This is, again, like, talking about the NHL. But I would like to see teams in places where the NHL isn't. And, you know, like like you said, like, in the West, in the Midwest, in those places where there is thirst for hockey, but also the NHL doesn't see that as a market because it's not big enough. I would like to see more focus on, you know, sustainable, consistent uh, fan bases and more and like less focus on profit. That's what I'd like to see. More ethics. Let's have more ethics in hockey, please. 
What about you, Tay? What do you want? Um, I would like a women's hockey team in Nashville. That is my wish list. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't didn't know how I didn't discuss that was the answer. <laughs> There's uh that's the extent of my wish list. I don't feel like I have enough knowledge to Oh, wait, to I have any way like at your wish list. Yes. Uh but... you want a hockey team in Nashville, women's hockey team in Nashville, and you want Amanda Castle to play for it. Oh, that'd be amazing. I also want Randy Velashek to just disappear. <laughs> just walk into the sea and never come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ideal life. Also, if Hillary Knight could also play for the Nashville team, I would just about die. <laughs> Nashville team is going to be stacked. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't think that's exactly the question. <laughs> That's the answer we deserve. (laughs) Oh, I also just want to, in an ideal world, Mm -hmm. the women's hockey leagues have trans inclusion policies that are, like, actually inclusive and not just a list of things about hormones. We don't need, no one needs that. Stop it. Please. And commentators say things like defender and not defenseman or even defensewoman. Mm -hmm. Gender neutral Mm -hmm. language is good, folks. Yeah, it is. I think that's a beautiful note to end it on. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Deeply appreciate it. We love you so much. Uh, bye. Bye.